The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. The supernatural is the standard of the church. The tendency is to think that these miracles are some kind of exception. No, the supernatural is natural in the kingdom. It is not an exception, it's the rule, and it's a part of your Christianity. Come on, you gotta have some crazy faith. You take your faith and tell time what to do. You know it won't be here for two weeks, but this is what you say. Tomorrow, about this same time. Come on, come on, come on, baby. Now God starts working. Angels start working. Holy Ghost starts working. Anointing starts working. Miracles are not something that happen to you every now and then. I want a miracle every day. When you don't have faith, problems are complicated. And faith is designed to simplify life. So all you do is speak the results. And the servants take care of all the details. Have you ever heard the expression, the devil's in the details? Well, when those when you operate without faith, you are in the details. All right. Okay. Are you with me? Yes. Now, what's the devil's uh, plan? Okay. His, yeah, his, his plan is to affect your thoughts and imagination. That's what he wants. That's what he wants, folks. He wants you to say what he's trying to get you to see. He's trying to get you to see yourself running out. When God's trying to get you to see yourself running over. And when you've seen yourself running out, and you're in time, you won't give your last and you won't give your best. See, some people, ah, oh, you don't affect me. Well, what you giving? You've tithing? Well, not yet. He is affecting you. He is affecting you. There were two thoughts that when they came back from spying out Canaan, one thought was the fact that we can't take it. The other thought was, let's go up at once. Which one of those you think was from God? Which one do you think was from the devil? He's going to bring doubt, shame, unbelief, and show you a picture of you failing. He's going to show, he'll try to show you a picture of you being 80 years old and never got married. Now he is trying to put pressure on you to marry anybody. Let me come out movie. I'd have been y'all up to me. Are you following what I'm saying? See, he comes with pressure to make you feel there's no way out. 
here's what he says over in 1 Corinthians and chapter uh, 10 and verse 13. He says, amen. He says, let me, let me preach this right there. Now. He said that, that's right, he's a liar. Not only he's a liar, he was a liar from the beginning. Watch this. And he's the father of those who lie. Boy, thank you. I appreciate that. He's the father of liars. When you lie, just think, oh, Satan is my daddy. Oh, I better, I better get, I better tell the truth here. Are you following what I'm saying? But here's the pressure. There is no temptation taking you. That is such, such as common to God, but God is faithful. Who will not let you be tempted, watch this, tested or tried beyond that which you are able. But with every temptation, he'll make a way to escape. Why does he make a way? Because Satan is putting pressure on you. He's putting pressure on you. And things that you wouldn't normally do, he's going to pressure you into doing. Or try to pressure you. But that's where you got to stand in faith. You got to say the same thing the three Hebrews said over the 17, 317. The God that we serve, he will deliver me. See, women, the God that I serve, he'll bring me Boaz. See, you, see, see, you got to work Satan. Don't, don't say he'll bring me anything. Don't just say he'll bring me a man because he could bring you a man. He, 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 and, and, and I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not making fun. You hear what I'm saying? Could make a man broke, a man, hey, come on, come on. No, we, I want Boaz. I want with wanting a man with some money. Man, ain't nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with that? I'm gonna come out from over here, boy, y'all. You, you, y'all, come on now. You mind if we keep it real? No, don't get so desperate until you lose track of what God has for you. Ruth just trying to show you a picture. And I'll take that picture right out of that Bible and that's what I'd live by. Man, you take that picture of Abraham having kids. I mean, once he got 100 years old and had Isaac, boy, he went to work then, didn't he? Didn't he? another and give Sarah some credit too because girlfriend was spitting that thing out, man. Is this the right bunch I'm talking to? I'm talking about living the life of miracles. Praise God. Miracles are not something that happened to you every now and then. I want a miracle every day. I want to see something. Now the Bible talks about Satan because Satan will try to get people to hate somebody. If they don't agree with you, hate them. 
Tatum, this is the enemy's MO. And that's what's happening right now. You got one party if, if, and, uh, against another party. And if they don't agree with what I think, I'm going to hate them. I'm going to hate them. If they are eating, harass them right there in the restaurant. I'm going to hate them. Now, I'm not talking about me, but that's what happens when people are living down there in that level of time and their senses are controlling them. That devil can come in and tell you to hate somebody when the Bible talks about that God wants you to hate evil, not people. You don't need to hate on anybody. You, you got an interesting thing about certain people. As soon as people get started moving ahead, they start hating on them. Jesus working miracles and they hate him because of miracles. Did they hate Joseph? Did his brothers hate him? Hate him, wanted to kill him because they hated him. And Jesus said they hated him without a cause. What did I do wrong? Now that's Satan getting people to hate people. So that's part of what his plan is. His plan is to get you to hate because if he can get you to hate, something else is going to follow out of that. Now, Satan has a destiny. Anybody know what it is? It's not Lake Michigan. It's a lake of fire. And he gets and shows you who's going there with him. And he shows you that over in uh, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8. And he says, people that are liars, come on adulterers. Come on. He, he goes on down to eight things that if you got this, you're going with Satan. Y'all got quiet over here when I said that. See, it's, it's all right. See, when you live in eternal life, you don't have to hate nobody because whatever they can try to steal from you, you're not all going to get it back. You're going to get what they got. See, they can't stop you from being promoted because your promotion don't come from the boss man. God has some good plans for you. Watch this. He plans for him to bless you that you will be able to be a distributor. Yes. Say, I'm a distributor. In the earth of, of what God has provided in heaven. That's me. I'm a distributor. So you are supposed to be the one that get what he's provided. Did he provide healing? Yes. Did he provide deliverance? Yes. Then I'm supposed to be a distributor of what he's provided. He was a man, he was blind in Mark chapter eight and verse 24 and Jesus uh, spit on his eyes or touched him or whatever. And he said, what do you see? The man said, I see men as trees walking. 
So I'm a walking distribution house. And he said this, they that believe shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Am I right about it? So look what he did when he sent them out as distributors. Look at Matthew chapter 10, verses seven. And what happened 10 verse seven? He sent them out. Sent who out? His, his, his apostles or uh, disciples. Now, what, what did they do? He said this. He told them what to do. What did he tell them to do? Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Keep going. Raise the dead. Now, I'm a walking distribution house because in heaven, it's already done. So I'm going to take what is in heaven and get a hold of it with my faith and bring it back in and deposit it in their life. That's how powerful you are. And this is God's plan for you. Say amen to that. So God's got different thoughts and he's got different destinies for his people. He said in Jeremiah chapter 29, 11, I know the thoughts I have for you. Their thoughts are good and not of evil to give you what? And expect it. And, and here's the deal about it. It can't be changed. All right, then let's go next. Revelation 21 and five. He makes all things new. He makes all things new. He makes all things new. So even when the miracle comes, he makes all things new. New body parts. Watch this, watch this. First, you got new. Here's what happened over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man, woman, be in who? Christ. They are a new creature. All things are what? Behold, all things are made You are new. You are somebody that didn't do that three years ago. Your body and mind might remember it, but your spirit didn't participate. And your spirit is the real you. Now, if you can get that in your consciousness, you can walk free of guilt and shame. So you get your spirit new. Next, you get your mind new. So be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the... So my mind is going to be new. So what I couldn't do before, I can do now. Man, I... I was in school and I'm just saying that some people say, and boy, I just couldn't, couldn't pass those courses. Uh Well, that's a different story now. You got some more sense. Yeah, Yeah, you got sense that you didn't have before. 
All right, how about your body? Now the Bible says in Psalm 139 that there's a book that all your members are already written. There's another scripture that says God has counted every hair where? On your head. So he knows how many hairs you're supposed to have. All right, can I, can I keep going? He's going to give you new ideas. He's going to give you new contacts. He's going to give you new friends. He's going to give you new. Everything is new. New car. Come on, new house. Come on, new possibilities. Come on, new destiny. Everything is new. Say everything is new. Now he's going to take this and he's going to wipe out all trace of the old. I don't know why I'm over here. There's something new about to come to this section. Sit down. All right, let me come back over here. Now, let me finish this up. Because what you want is you don't want the devil to run off with your inheritance. And God said, I'm making all things new. New kidney. You better hear me now. Put, put that picture up of the man that's got the new elbow. And they had taken him to the doctor and the doctor had put this elbow, this mechanical piece in his elbow but then God came along. And he makes all things new. Now, this is a piece that he had in his elbow. And it was in there through surgery. But God makes all things new. So he goes to bed at night and wakes up in the morning and he's got a new elbow. No trace of stitches. Say no trace. So here is a woman in Mark chapter five and verse 31 a 35 who touched the 34 who touched the hem of Jesus's garment. And he said, daughter, thy faith has what made you what? Hope. That means you got your healing. Watch this. And the 
the weakness in your genes that caused this thing to happen got fixed. That means, come on now, that the money you spent on physicians got repaid. That means that all the loss of time you spent with your children got returned. That means your husband and time together, get ready. Get ready. Cause y'all gonna double up on some time here and get this time back. Y'all know what I mean by double up. Let me come over here. You may not know what I mean by double up. God, I am announcing that God is eradicating all the trace of the curse in your life, in your mind, in your spirit, in your body, in your money, in your relationship, everything in your business, in your job. Announce in Jesus' name that there'll be no trace of what the devil has done. Now give God a praise for that. Matter of fact, all of the aging that you have incurred because you worried yourself, God is reversing that. Say no trace of the curse in my life from this day forward in the name of Jesus. Because God makes all things new. Well, praise the Lord. Now, this is Offering Day on the broadcast. And what we do is give our partners and those who are being uh, blessed by our program just an opportunity to sow a seed. Now, I'd like to give you a word for your increase because God is a God of increase. This word comes from the Bible. It's talking about when Adam sinned in the garden of what he lost. He lost his relationship with God. He lost his assignment. But one of the biggest things he lost, he lost his ability for God to provide for him. And that's what born again gets back for you. But a lot of people get born again, but they never get back to that place where God can provide for them. They're trying to work two jobs or long double shifts and so forth and so on. There's nothing wrong with that, but if you're doing working for a living, God has a better way for you to live. And that's basically what God has provided through Jesus Christ. It's the good news. It's that God wants us to rest in his provision. That's a powerful concept. He wants us to rest in his provision, a story when Peter was fishing. He has fished all night, caught nothing. Well, here comes Jesus. Jesus is preaching on the shoreline. He asked Peter, I'd like to use your boat. 
Peter gave him permission. He got in there. And he told Peter, push out a little from the land. He did. And Jesus sat down and taught the people. Once he finished speaking, he turned to Peter and said, now launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a draught. Draught means a great increase. God wants you to increase. And so Peter said, well, I've toiled all night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. And when he did it, he enclosed so many fish till the net popped. And now he called for his partners. They came and filled up their boats and both boats began to sink. That's how much God wants to give us, an overflowing amount. And then Peter ended up throwing himself at Jesus' knees saying, away from me, I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Why? Because he's astonished and all that were with him at the draught of fishes they had taken. What did it do? It brought him to his knees because he saw that God would provide for him. A lot of people don't know God will provide for them. They've never found that out. God has a way of meeting your needs. It's through your seed. Peter's seed was his boat. You have to sow something. Sometimes, well, God bless those who gave and bless those who wanted to give but didn't give. That sounds good. But for you to get God's blessing and increase, you've got to sow a seed. He made it that way himself. The Bible says when God had lost his son or lost the earth and lost Adam and Eve and so forth, he sowed. God so loved the world that he gave. Sowed his son. And when his son came up, we came up. Isn't that something? So there might be some things you've lost that you want to recover. Sow a seed. So here's the broadcast. This is good soil. As you sow your seed, let's pray this prayer right now in advance because we know that you're going to get a good big increase of harvest. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for those who are not only faithful in terms of supporting our ministry, but those, Lord, who are getting blessed by our ministry. We thank you for them all. Lord, as they sow their seed into this ministry, we pray that you'll measure it back to them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You'll meet their needs into their bosom. We thank you for it. And Lord, we thank you for increase in every area of our lives. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's done. Praise God. As you've sown that seed and whatever you have in mind, let it go. Sow it. Good ground. It'll be measured back to you, as the Bible says, 30, 60, and some 100-fold. Well, this is Bill Winston saying thank you so much for supporting us. We love you. And until next time, keep walking by faith. The supernatural is the standard of the church. The tendency is to think that these miracles are some kind of exception. No, the supernatural is natural in the kingdom. It is not an exception, it's the rule, and it's a part of your Christianity. Come on, you gotta have some crazy faith. You take your faith and tell time what to do. You know it won't be here for two weeks, but this is what you say. Tomorrow, about this same time. Come on, come on, come on, baby. Now God starts working. Angels start working. Holy Ghost starts working. Anointing starts working. Miracles are not something that happen to you every now and then. I want a miracle every day.
In today's dynamic message, Unfolding the Mystery of Miracles, you will discover how to operate in the realm of supernatural miracles. To get the full series in its entirety on MP3 or CD, on MP4 or DVD, order by calling 1-800-711-9327 or go online at billwinston.org. Learn how to use your faith to expect miracles daily.